here on this first Sunday of the brand new year. It's 1919. Uh, it's 2023. Oh, boy. Where did I come from? 1845. <laughs> wow. It just came out. First John chapter 5, brand new year. Uh, how many of you young people know, I'm not going to ask you to do it, but uh, Matthew 6.33, raise your hand. Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's, what a great verse that is. It's a great verse to start the year off with. But seek ye first. It's a good place to be on the first Sunday of the year. But seek ye first. The kingdom of God. A lot of people say, well, you don't have to go to church to love God and serve God, but you've got to go to family reunions if you love your family. You can be away. You can be away, sure. Un, you can't get there. But if you, if, if you love being with us, you want to be here. And so we need to love the Lord and love the people of God and be in church. And so this is a great place to be. Today I'm going to look at the, the idea of prayer. And we're going to look at 1 John 5. I'm going to read uh, verse 13 to 15. These things have I written. This is a great verse. These things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now that verse, he says, I wrote this that you may know that you have eternal life. I've written these things to you that believe on the, the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. A lot of people go through doubt, whether they're a Christian or not a Christian, whether they're going to heaven or not going to heaven. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but am I going to heaven or not? A lot of people doubt, maybe I'm not going to heaven. I don't feel worthy to go to heaven. A lot of people, we don't feel worthy. If you ever get to feeling worthy, it's, it's either false or just by the Spirit gave you that encouragement. Because we're not worthy on our own. We're worthy only by the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross at Calvary. But these things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You don't want to just believe and not know. You want to believe and know that you're going to heaven. And he said that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So that's verse 13. Then verse 14, 15 deals with prayer. I'd say you have to know the Lord to be able to pray, right? Got to know the Lord to be able to pray. And he said, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he heareth us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. A great Bible promise about prayer, isn't it? Yeah, one of my... Uh, Favorite verses about prayer. My two favorite Bible writers are, are Paul and John. Paul talks about the mind of Christ, and we need to have the mind of Christ. But John talks about the heart of Christ, and we need to have the heart of Christ. And that's the two different, I think, the greatest writers. So he says that we can have confidence, verse 14, and this is a confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. You know, our desire is to get it. Our desire should be to be heard. <laughs> it's more about the relationship with Christ than receiving of Christ, isn't it? That's where it should be. And so, in this closing 
uh, chapter of the book, John is encouraging us as believers to pray with confidence. Pray believing. Not to pray doubting, but pray believing. And so every Christian should learn to pray believing. Prayer is a privilege that we have. And it's the only way we can really know God is through his word and through prayer. And we're encouraged to get to know God and to pray, to lay our petitions before him and trust his will to be done in the matters that we pray about. You know, prayer is not going through a script. It's really not saying words. There are things that we are praying about that we cannot even utter what's really the prayer that we need to pray, that the Spirit utters for us before the throne of God. And the Bible here is teaching us to to trust God, to depend on God, and, and to lay it at His feet. So we can have confidence that we can ask, and we can be heard, and that the will of God be done. We leave it in God's hands. Now, prayer is conditional. You say, what do you mean? I say, there are some conditions to be able to pray effectively. There are some conditions to prayer that, that you know, in other words, you, you, just, you can't be going totally opposite away from God, and then as you're still going that direction, oh, pray about it. Still headed in that direction. If you're headed away from God, you at least have to stop. And then it would be good if you would turn. I don't know what direction that would be for you, but if you're opposing, if you're going in the opposing way of God's will for your life, if you're going your own way, if you're going the way of the world, the Bible would teach us, you would need to stop. But here's what I see. I see a lot of people not wanting to stop. I see them continuing with their life, going the way they want, doing what they want, in control of their, their wants, wanting and wanting God to get on board with them rather than them get on board with God. It's not us getting God on our ship, but it's us jumping out of that ship onto his. And that's a key. That's a, that's a, that's a condition for prayer. And, and, and well, I, I tried that and it don't work. No. Did you stop and turn? If we regard iniquity in our hearts, what does the Bible say? The Lord will not hear us. And so I would say the first thing is a conditional statement that we need to stop the procedure of going away from God, stop, and then turn and pray. That old prodigal son, he, he was doing real well. He's he making a lot of progress fast. He was losing it faster than he ever lost it before, moving quickly, looked into that pig's face and saw himself. Right? He saw himself as a pig. Now, I know we're living in a day of of building our self-esteem. And I'm telling you to look in the pig's face and see yourself in the pig. If you're going away from God, that's who we really are. But when he saw himself, He turned and he said, how many of my father's servants have bread enough to spare and I'm perishing in hunger? I would say to you, Christian, I would say to you, believer, I would say to you, if you're not even a believer, hey, if you realize you're not where you need to be, realize you're not where you want to be in life, stop and turn and God will see you through. Now, 
we have to be rightly related to God to be able to pray. We can't pray in the name of Jesus Christ if we don't believe on the name of Jesus Christ, right? We need to, we need to be in Him. We need to trust Him and be saved. And so verse 13 says the qualification here is, is to believe on Him, is to be a Christian. So are you rightly related to God? Have you been saved? Have you trusted Christ as your Savior? Are you a religious person? Are you seeking to go to heaven, yet you're not going through the one way to heaven? The one way to heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have to be rightly related. Then as a Christian, for us to pray effectively, some conditions, we we have to be cleansed of our sins. Now, none of us are perfect, and we all sin. I'm an experienced sinner. I've, I've, I've done my share. But we have to practice the John 1, 9. And I don't mean to abuse the truth, but to practice the truth. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Now, that's not a Saturday night special to get ready to go to church. I've lived like I wanted to all week. I've been uh, doing my own thing, ignoring God. And now I confess that where I can go to church and put a good face on. I think sometimes Catholic people are, are, are mocked by going to mask and then doing whatever. And Christians do it all the time in, in, in some form. We get all cleaned up. A pretense. <clears throat> God looks on the heart. <laughs> you cannot fool God. I don't know why we think when we fool ourselves, we fooled God. But we have to get right with God. We have to be cleansed. Our mind and our heart, our soul. We cannot pray while we're dirty. We can pray to get clean. But we can't, can't pray effectively for the things that need to be accomplished. Being dirty. Now, we must have faith. Put the Hebrews 11.6 up. 11.6. Hebrews 11.6. Everybody needs to see this verse. It's a great verse. Prayer without faith is not going to be effective. But without faith. We can stop on those three words. But without faith. Without faith. Faith, if you look at verse 1, I'm not going to have him turn there. Faith is the, the very essence of what we, we believe. Verse 1 would tell you that. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. we got to go back to Abraham. When we look at this, we have to go back to Abraham. And you go back to Abraham, what was the promise that God made to Abraham? That you're going to have a son, right? Right? Are you all still with me? The phone went off, told us, pay attention to the preacher. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Abraham, God gave him a promise, you're going to have a son. Well, did that happen the week after that? Did he have a son a week? Oh, Sarah's pregnant. I prayed last week, and here it is. A week later, she's going to have a child. Did that happen when she was 30? Did it happen... Two years later. Did it happen two years later, did it? Did it happen ten years later? 
20? 90 years old. At this point, Abraham's trying to answer his own prayer, isn't he? Sarah is, at least. Sarah had a great idea, right? We've got to look out for those great ideals. It's created 4,000 years of conflict between the brothers, right? Sarah had a great idea. Let me give you my handmaid. I don't know what kept Abraham from saying that's not a good idea. But he didn't. He went along to have Ishmael. They answered their own prayer, didn't they? And look at the mess it created. And what we got in the Bible is teaching that having that child, the Bible equates that with a work of the flesh, of us producing the results, of us thinking we can help God out. Can we help God out? Trust him by faith. And it's amazing, right after their faith faltered, well, in comparison of the long length of time that they had expected God to answer, God answered. It seems after you give up is when God answers sometimes. And so God gave them a child, Isaac. That's an illustration of faith. It's in chapter 11 where that, where that Bible verse is, is found. But without faith it is impossible to please him. That's God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And then what? Believe that he is a rewarder. That he is a rewarder. Sometimes we get stuck in trusting God and saying, he's never going to do this. God is a rewarder of what? Them that diligently seek him. Diligently. Not part-time. Diligently seek him. So prayer has to be rightly related. We have to get cleaned up. And then we have to have faith. And then there's the idea of walking in obedience to God. Walking in obedience. Uh, if you look at chapter 3, verse 21, 321, he says this, Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing in his sight. Now, John is not referring to the Ten Commandments. He's not referring to the Old Testament commandments here. He's referring to following the instruction of the Spirit of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Walking with God, trying to just do the will of God in our life. He said we can have confidence. So he's talking about obedience. Obedience. Just doing the right things. Having the right heart. Growing in our spiritual walk. So prayer is conditioned on, on, there's, some, there's some conditions to it. And, and, and I, I will give you the last one is understanding the ways of God. God's ways are not our ways. He doesn't think the way we think. And does he need to think like us or do we need to learn to think like him? Where's the thoughts of God? Where's the mind of God? It's in the Bible of God. 
the more we know the word, the more we can understand the mind of God. We need to read the Word. We need to study the Word. I, I think today we're more Bible literate than any other time since the printing press start, uh, was invented. And we need to be people of the book, people of the Word. We need to read His promises. We need to claim His promises. Like that one over in, in chapter 3, verse 21. No, let's read it together, together again. He says, Beloved, if our heart, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. We've gotten it straightened out. We've gotten it cleaned up. We're headed in the right direction. He said, and whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things which are pleasing. Which are pleasing. The condition of understanding God. Prayer is, it is finding God's will. Prayer is really not changing the mind of God. But it's changing our mind. It's us not getting God on our page, but us getting on the page of God. God has a template, and, and there's a template for our lives, and we need to find that place that God has for us at this time and get in. If you're not in the Word, if you're not going to church like you should, if you're not doing those basic, simple things, those are things you can correct quick. Get on the page. And if we can have confidence, if we can have confidence, we can receive prayer answers. Now, Matthew 6 talks about prayer. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Chapter 6, verse 10. Thy will be done, God. Jesus in the garden, in Luke chapter 22, he prayed, Lord, take this away. Take this away. Don't let me go through this. I don't want to go through this. That's the human nature of Jesus crying out to the Father. I don't want to go through this. But nevertheless, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. That's a, that's a place that is more difficult for you to get to sometimes than you realize. See, in my prayer life, when I'm asking God to answer prayers, I want him to do it my way. I want everything to work out the way I see it. The, and, and I promise you, sincerely, the way I see it is, to me, looks like the best. But it don't work. When we start trying to say this is best, we're playing God. We don't know what's best. You know, the best thing is for me to run in the race and win it. That's not God's way, though. God's way may be for me to run in the race and lose and be gracious and be thankful I completed it. The will of God is different than ours, and we can't play God. So what he's saying here is understanding God. You know, prayer is an acknowledgement that God is God and that we'll trust him. Even if it's, I don't care how right our motives might be. I don't know how, it doesn't matter how clearly we think we see it. God's will may be opposite of our will on the issue, and we need to trust him. If Jesus would have prayed like we so often pray, he would have prayed, stop the hand of the evil one. Show me the way of escape that I may be able to obtain it. We find those things in Scripture for a Christian to pray. 
But Jesus, when he was facing the cross, he could have prayed. He could have prayed, stop the evil one from doing My goodness, he could have called the legions of angels and stopped it at any moment. But he teaches us. He yielded his own will to the true will of the Father. And he suffered it. Have you been suffering? Are you going to suffer? You might. Suffering is a part of God's will for the obedient Christian. We don't like to think about that, but it is. But let me give you a hope. After three days, he arose from the grave. God doesn't put you there to leave you. God puts you there, takes you through there, and raises you through the situation. Now, in prayer, there's a, there's a, there's a cost. There's a cost. And what I've been talking about is, is a part of the cost. There's a cost for us to pray effectively. And, and prayer, see, prayer is our longing for God. Prayer is, not, prayer is not really getting things from God as much as finding God. If I could just find God in this, prayer is a longing for God. We need to learn to pray that way. When you pray and you want to learn about prayer, let me encourage you to read Hebrews 11, the great hall of faith. Not the hall of fame, the hall of faith. And the greatest in the hall of faith is recorded. This is recorded. Are those that prayed believing and receive not. Now, I don't like to hear that either, but that's a truth. Those who prayed believing and died in faith believing are the greatest members of the hall of faith. They received, but they received after they died. Let me ask you about Christian. When does a Christian die? When when does a Christian die? My favorite, John 11. He that believeth in me shall never die. Live forever, right? He says, he says exactly, he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Here's the thing. When we go through death, when we see a, a, one of ours, our family members that's a believer, we see them go through death, we think, oh, how so sad. Oh, they died. And I'm not. I don't mean to be mocking the way we feel because we feel every bit of that. And, 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 and when we're close to that, uh, you know, it's just the way I'm treating it. It is in, not sensitive enough, right? You understand what I'm meaning? But I, I want us to talk in the eyes of faith and, and the, the eyes of reality and the eyes of truth. Uh, that loved one who died said, hey, I'm heavenly bound. I'm with the Lord. Death is not our end. It's our beginning. We begin our new life, our new walk. If the Bible says it, it's true. I need to get my lying mind to believe it. Death is the doorway into eternity. And if you have the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's the doorway to eternity in heaven with all of those who have believed. Folks, prayer. You say, I prayed for my dad to be healed, and he died. 
If he was saved, he didn't die. He's alive. We had a plan, and God had a better plan. Come on now. We had a plan, and God had a better plan. It don't make it fun down here. No. Our fun don't kick off till we get up there anyway. Amen. Yeah. And then let me go back to finishing up on prayer. Jesus prayed. He taught us to pray. We need to take time to pray. There's a cost. Time to pray. Really, in reality, we don't need to pray when we need God. We need to pray faithfully even when we don't feel like we need God. We need to pray because it's a discipline. It's a Christian discipline to have a time of prayer. Jesus, Mark 135, he rose up a great while before day and went, on, went into a solitary place and there prayed. Mark 135. Go find a place. To be obedient to God. To pray. To bring your petitions to him. The model prayer. Read it. Matthew 6. Read it. Study it. We need to pray. Now, one last thing about prayer. We need not pray aimlessly. Look at verse, 20, uh, verse 15. And if we know that he heareth us. Whatsoever we ask. We know that we have the petitions. That we desire of him. Don't pray aimlessly. Pray purposefully. Pray about the kingdom stuff. I, I said this earlier when I handed out the prayer notebook. Uh, you know, we, we pray for broken legs and, 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 and we pray for kidney stones and, and, and we, we pray for busted ribs. And, uh, those things are good to pray about. But you know what? If you, find, if you look at the prayers of the Bible, that's just very little of what they're praying about. They're praying for spiritual victories they're praying for overcoming the enemy. They're praying for spiritual maturity. They're praying that we be closer to Christ. We, they're praying that, that we could grow in our knowledge and, 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 uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and, and the grace and knowledge of, of being a Christian. Pray with, with aim. Pray purposefully. Uh, what... I don't know what you're going to go through, and I don't know what I'm going to go through this year. And I, I don't want to go through anything bad, and I, I don't want you to go through anything bad. But do you know what's worse than that? Going through the year and not being where God wants us to be. And if we have to go through something for us to be where God needs us to be, then let God's will be done. That's a part of prayer. Elijah, Elijah, he prayed three times that it uh, would rain, or not rain, and then would rain. God answered him. It was God that did it. And he had big prayer. And prayer has conditions. And prayer has cost. And he prayed in confidence. And God answered his prayer. Are you willing to pay the price? Are you willing to meet the conditions? The condition of trusting him? The, con the, the condition of not understanding and starting to understand? The condition of faith? Condition of obedience? Lord, I'll be obedient whether you answer this prayer or not. Have you crossed that bridge? Some people say, well, if God answers this, I will. 
You know, Jacob was like that. Jacob said, Lord, if you answer my prayers, I will follow you the rest of my life. Well, old Jacob, he's a carnal believer. We need to get past that. We need to be where old Job was. Old Job prayed, Lord, if you slay me, I will praise you. Now that's surrender. He's being like Jesus, isn't he? When Jesus went that garden experience, he went to that cross. On that cross, he cried out, Father, why? Actually, he said, my God. He feels so separated. He, that's the only time Jesus prayed, by the way, that I know of where he didn't say, my Father. He said, my God. Why? Hast thou turned you back on me, right? forsaken me. Job is like Jesus. Prayer is knowing God. It's not always knowing where we're going, but it's knowing we can trust Him. Amen? Today, let me close by this. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, we want to invite you to Jesus. If you're a religious person or if you're just a person looking for the way to live the life and to go to heaven, we invite you to come to Jesus and know him. For those of us who are saved, I invite us to start our year off right, seeking God first. Let's put our prayer life as a priority. Let's bow our heads. I want to challenge you prayer warriors. It just seems that some people are better prayer warriors than others. I want to challenge you to pray for me this year. That I could do God's will. That we could endure. That we'd have victory. Whatever that plan of God takes us. Pray for our church family. You've got that prayer journal. You prayer warriors. Pray that God blesses. That God works and has his way. Let's all stand. If you need Christ as your Savior, we invite you to come.
let's have our ushers come.